please introduce yourselves for our listeners. We're going to start with you, beautiful lady. Okay. Um, my name is Tisetso Mashifani Wanoni, and I'm the director and playwright of Sainthood. The brainchild. The bra- <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and to the gentleman on your left, my right. Um, my name is Cullen McCormack. I play the character of Will in the play Sainthood. Yeah. Callum is Will, yes. Hi, my name is Mpum Zinonjinga, and I play the character of Zwila Kenke Dama. Okay, fantastic. Good stuff. It's fabulous to have you in. Thank you. First of all, I'll start with you, Tisset. So what was the inspiration for this play? Uh, it started in 2015, so it's been quite a journey. Mm. Uh, it's been building up over small inklings in the f- past four years. So it started in 2015 uh, where I was reading a book uh, on child rape. And uh, it spoke about an incident at an all-boys school where a group of boys assaulted another boy. And I spent at least two days angrily walking around asking people, (laughs) what do you think about this? Like, what have you seen this? Have you read this? Mm. What was the book? Uh, It was Rape of South African Nightmare. By my friend, Professor Pumikia Yes. When it came out, it was at that time it was really popular and Mm. everybody was reading it. So I got into it and I was like, oh my goodness. Powerful (laughs) book. Very powerful book. Alan Payton award-winning book, no less. Yes. Mm. it's Wow, it's brilliant. And that was the first seed that uh, that planted in my head and I decided to write something about it. Uh, Saint started off as a two-hander. And then I presented it at drama school and they were like, you're on to something. Then I kind of just let it age like fine wine for two years, mm. doing the research, asking questions, interviewing people, recording Who were you them. interviewing? What did that research look like? So I started interviewing old, um, old boys or ex-saints mm. boys, so people who went to saint schools who are currently at university, so I'd be talking to male friends and then their friends and then asking them if I have permission to to record what they were saying so I could listen to it later and maybe make it into something. Because in those two years, I was still unsure. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? Because there is a question, what does a young woman know about Mm. writing about an all-boys school? Yes. What does a young black woman know about writing about what tends to be very white spaces also? Yes, Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I took it upon myself to actually ask the questions and then rather just write what I thought Mm. was happening there. Mm. Um, I'm an all saints girl myself. I went to an all girls school. So the saints culture in general is something that I am familiar with. Mm. I've been in that space, but to make it particular to the boys, I I had to go out and ask questions and see. What were you looking for? What was it that you were looking for? Were you looking for. The things that you'd read in in rape, were you looking Mm -hmm. to find themes that related to that? Or were you very open to whatever comes to me, comes to me? I was open. Yeah. Very, very open. Uh, I usually approached the conversation. We were just chilling, relaxing together. And I'd be like, okay, can we speak about this? Mm. Here's my starting point. So we started off with very light topics. And then if they wanted to venture then, a lot of the time they were very happy to. They were like, oh, my gosh, I remember this. And then one time we did this. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Then I kind of asked secondary questions mm-hmm. and started probing deeper into it. And then from there, I gathered a lot of stories, which were some of them not so great and some of them quite wonderful and joyous. Yeah. And put them onto my iTunes and listened to them and, and realized that I was more coming from a place of concern. When I look back on what I was reading in 2015, it was a place of concern as to 
what is being bred in those spaces where something like that is okay? Absolutely. And people want to keep quiet about it because with that particular incident, it only came out when somebody got a hold of a video of it. None of the children felt that they could speak out about it and they were Mm. exposed to something so terrible. So I was more concerned with how did we get here and how many of these incidents are still happening? So that's when I, I started asking the questions and I got some answers, not all the answers, definitely not all the answers. And I decided to put it together in a in a stage play because that's what I know. Mm. <laughs> that's what I know. Are you still a student or were you? No, I'm not no, a student anymore. No. So you were at the time? Yes. At UCT? At Rhodes University. At Rhodes. At Rhodes. Yes, okay. and then I made it at UCT. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For you, what was, when you picked up the script of this play, what was going through your mind? And what's your educational background? Could you relate to what we were to what the, what was being spoken about, the themes that were being spoken about. So firstly, I went to a co-ed school, mm-hmm. so my, that reality was totally different to me. Right. And it's a co-ed school in the Eastern Cape, in East London. Um, and I picked up that script and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> here we go. Because I, am, I was never like the typical boy who plays rugby, who, you know, hangs out with boys. Most of my friends were girls in high school. Yeah. So I was just like, hmm, okay. Cool. I always used to see the, all of this happening in a distance because, as much as it's a co-ed school and it's a same-sex school, there are some similarities because we're all around the same age, sure. and boys are all going through the same stages around those age, those ages. So, what I used age to, are the what age are the boys in the play? Matric. Matric. Yeah. Matric. So eighteen. Seventeen. Okay. Eighteen. Sure. Depending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So literally on the verge of manhood. <laughs> literally. But being treated out. as as boys. Mm-hmm. In a, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And having that trauma from grade eight up until matric, which is a very big thing. Because like high school career, how you were in grade eight is totally different to how you mm. are in matric, of course, mm. because of growth. Yeah. And mm. because of the experience of the school and just everything happening around you. Um, so I used to look at other boys in high school and be like, now why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Because of course my background in terms of like who I hung around with mm. was totally different. Mm. So I was kind of looking in from the outside. So picking up that script, I was like, oh, my goodness me. How can this be a reality? Because I was not used to this. Sure. And then I think about all the stories that rugby boys say or like speak about when we're sitting in class about what happens at rugby camp or water polo camp. And I'm like, okay, so these are things that happen, but no one speaks about. Mm. And then some of them laugh about these things. And Mm. I'm like, but how do you find this normal? So just what are these things? What are we talking about here? Oh, very explicit. So many explicit. That's okay. We're 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 well past the watershed. Okay, so we can. Yeah, like in one of the recordings, there's a story about how boys just sit around in a circle Mm. and then they'll pull out their private parts and then they'll start like you know masturbating, masturbating, and then there's biscuits in the centre. Soggy biscuit. Yes. So literally, whoever's the last. Soggy Mori. That's the South African version. Soggy Mori. That's what it is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes, Callum. So it was the last one to, you know, um, orgasm. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Yeah, is the person has to eat the biscuits. Does this still... I thought this... I genuinely thought that was an urban legend because I grew up in the mm. UK and, and that whole private school, which is a whole other <laughs> miserable <laughs> den of ma- yes. toxic masculinity. Um, and I thought these things were 
urban legends. Mm. But the so fact that you're now sitting here telling me in 2019 yeah. that this is still very, very much a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I thought the same thing. When I, when I heard the story, I was like, this is what you guys do? And, was, and my friend How was you like... you say yes? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, this yeah. is what your parents are paying all that money Imagine. for. Imagine. And he was like, yeah. That's, he's like, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm like, hmm, okay. What yeah. was... I, I mean, that in and of itself, while it's it's a little bit, you sort of go, oh, sis. It's, it, it's, it's presumably consensual. Whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of, it's, it's young boy, man, boy, play type mm-hmm. stuff. What were some of the darker things that, that came out? And are they reflective in the play? Will, I'll, I'll, uh, Will. Callum, <laughs> Callum, <laughs> Callum, sorry. Callum, I'll ask you that. Oh. <laughs> you um, play Will. I do play Will, okay. yes. Interesting, yes. Um, I think... Well, first of all, you mentioned the whole concept of consensual attitude towards what is taking place. Yeah. I think a big thing towards that concept is that it is consensual in the moment and you have to you you do say yes and you do take part in all these activities. But I think for a lot of the boys that end up taking part in these processes of initiation, um it's 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 a form of consent because you have no other alternative. Sure. No, so you're saying that. you're saying yes to these things and you take part in these things because you don't actually have an option really. <laughs> um, I guess it's peer pressure on the nth scale. Uh-huh. Essentially, and it's not. It's also it's not peer pressure from the the aspect of if you don't do this, you're not cool. It's yeah. peer pressure that is just implied because you know if you don't take part in these processes that are considered tradition, then it's uh, it's an issue, and 100%. you you are. You're othered for that, for sure. Mm, yeah. Tell us a bit about your character. Um, so I play the character of William Chambers. Um, he is first-team rugby captain at the school. Of course he is. William Chambers. <laughs> uh, he is. He is first-team captain. I think I know a William <laughs> Chambers. He went to the show. Is it modelled on him? Yeah, no. Of course. He, um, no. Um, so he... Uh, he is obviously he he sort of falls into definitely falls into that stereotype a fair bit of the the first team rugby jock who got my colors boo for province boo. exactly mm. and he's 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 every, he's a pretty popular guy I like to think um, and he uh, he rides that wave throughout high school of being that that main man at school for sure and um, uh, a certain event I, I'm not gonna not gonna sure. say what it is um, takes place in his life that. Um, affects him severely and um, changes the course of his of his his life pretty dramatically and it's a it's a something that you'll have to find out if you come and watch the play I'm coming <laughs> to watch the play I'm um, coming to watch and the play. it's uh, it's yeah it, it definitely it definitely triggers questions around about the power that that individual who is portrayed as this powerful person actually has in certain situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you are just joining us this evening, I'm joined uh, in studio uh, by the cast, or two of the cast, uh, and the director and writer of uh, Sainthood, which is an award-winning, <laughs> award-winning <laughs> play uh, that uh, is coming to the Baxter. Just tell us when it's coming. Let's get all this stuff out of the way. When is it going to be at the Baxter? Uh, Sainthood is at the Baxter Golden Arrow Studio from the 6th to the 23rd of February. Um, from half past seven. Okay. We have matinees on Saturdays at 3 p.m. And schools can come in at 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Tickets are at 50 rand for scholars, pensioners, uh, for students. And there's block bookings uh, for, of people, um, 10, 10 plus people? Yes. Mm. 10 plus people at 70 rand. And for... Anybody who wants to come, normal people, 100 bucks, come through and join us. Fantastic stuff. Yay. Where are t- directly through 
directly at the Baxter. You can get it from web tickets. Web tickets. Buy okay. it from pick and pay stores. Oh, yeah. Or okay. you can go to the Baxter directly, see the posters there and get your ticket there as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People need to come and see the flat. I mean, this, it's hugely important. It's yes. hugely important. Um, and, and obviously that has been recognised in the fact that you've, that you've won this award. I love the fact that schools... What has been your response from schools so far? It's been very, very emotional Has most it? of the oh, time. Yeah, um, It's surprising because you make something so you don't know how it's going to resonate with, with people. And I'll never forget this one incident when we went to Grahamstown Arts Stone. Festival. It's our final performance. Our final performance. And uh, the audience just sat there, dead silent. And we were just there like... Nobody clapped. No one clapped. <laughs> <laughs> and Not we were like, clapped. you can all leave. And you just saw it. Wow. We just like... And we thought it was a silence of, okay, this was a failure or something. And we realized that they didn't want to leave. Yeah. They had many questions to ask. And when they did start leaving, I remember this one boy who who stayed behind. Like one one boy, you could still see he was was still in high school and he sat there. And and we would bring up the lights and the cast was packing up and he was still sitting there. And we were like, are you... Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? And he was like, mm-hmm. Then he just scattered off. And I we were like, okay. So I mean, that's powerful. There's, <sighs> there's, people don't react in those ways if something hasn't touched them deeply. Yeah. Well, have you considered opening up, and maybe you have done after the, after the performance, opening up a dialogue? Yes, we have Q and A sessions. Oh, you do. You yes. do. Okay, that is a big thing that we do. All right. So we we de- we definitely get to hear from if the, if time permits, we have Q and A's, sure. and we find that people want to engage, and it's it's how we develop the play as well as to hear from the audience what they thought, mm-hmm. what their feelings are, because we want to open a dialogue and give them a space where it's not a formal space like the principal's office or the teacher's office where you feel that you have to act in a certain way. Now mm-hmm. we're in a theater mm-hmm. space where you saw a story. It may not be necessarily yours directly, but you can imply mm-hmm. something. Sure. Something relate to. You can relate. Of, yeah. So you can speak about your issues without directly impl- implicating yourself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. With, with your educators and headmasters, they, I get excited when educators and, and when, they when they come and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, hi. <laughs> do you think that, you're, that you are, do you feel, and, and I guess... With that in mind, there might be a sense of not collusion because that suggests something a bit darker, but that that you and the students who are coming to see the play, you're in on something that perhaps necessarily the the staff, the the teachers, the might the principals are might not even know yeah. about. Mm. Yeah. Lucy, yeah. do you want to talk to that a little bit? Um, definitely. I think we are slightly aware of that sometimes, but I don't think they don't know about it completely. Right. I don't think they don't know about it completely. I know some of educators that are in those schools have been students at those schools sure. and they send their children to those schools and, you know, they know. They're old boys and it's tradition. Mm. So I just mm. think maybe sometimes we get a lot of gatekeepers who come and watch. How interesting. Who come and watch mm. gatekeepers of the traditions yeah. of the school and mm. that's an actual thing in the saints' culture. Mm. That was going to be one of my questions. Do mm. you, have, you, have you had a sense of pushback at Ooh, all of we went defense. to Stellenbosch go we went to go. Stellenbosch yeah and pushback and the thing is it was a surprise performance for them um, so Stellenbosch and who was this for so it was for all the leader like the leadership people in the students in, in Rezers and SRC people you know so the tutors and the house car members mm, all of yeah. that so Stellenbosch invited us and they didn't tell the students of course that they're coming to watch a play 
So they got there plus minus like 500 people in that <laughs> in wow. that hall. No and lights. we performed, no lights, no, no lights. just the no bass, <laughs> like core. So we performed, after we performed, we had a Q&A. So mm-hmm. the first guy stood up and he was like, oh, no. yeah, no, I understand that you guys are, you know, um, <laughs> are, 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 are showing us this play, but why us? Why now? And then luckily, mm. what was so moving about it is that it wasn't even us who answered. Yeah. Someone from wow. them put up their hand. They were like, oh, my word, why not now? Why not us? We are student leaders. And of course, we will be dealing with a lot of people coming out of high school sure. and different situations. We need to be able to know what traumas people have been through and mm. like be able to act on that. Mm. And why not now? When you put in uncomfortable spaces, that's when you learn. Yeah. And then another yeah. guy stood up and was like, um, but I don't understand why you guys are pointing out all the bad things that happened in Saint schools. Yes. There's been so many good things that have happened there. And yeah. I know I benefited from it. Yeah. And then my colleague was like, of course you benefited from it now because now it was made for you. Mm. What about all the other people who are disadvantaged in those Saint mm. schools who you don't even know about or you don't even know about their struggles? And this play is basically just highlighting it. It doesn't only look at, you know, just the culture of it. We look at status, we look at money, we sure. look at race mm-hmm. in the play too. Yeah. Mm. Because that's also a big conversation that we have. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk to that a little bit, um, yes. the, to, to race particularly yeah. and, and I guess uh, mm. status as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is that traditionally, of course, these these spaces were not available for, for not, and I hate the term, but I'm going to use oh. it for the purposes of this conversation, yes. non-white uh, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But of course, now that has changed. Uh, but we are, there's not a, people aren't coming in on the same um, financial, socioeconomic mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can only imagine the mind boggles what that dynamic is mm. if you're yeah. dealing with a saint school. Mm. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about yeah. that? My character, sorry, my yes. character actually <laughs> is that type of person because I am the deputy boy of the school. And I am not from a wealthy background. I'm on that school on scholarship. Mm. So everything that I do in that school depends on my scholarship. You know, so there are people that go to these same schools who are literally there on merit. And literally try to assimilate so much Mm. because they Mm. know their whole education depends on it. Mm. And it's the same as the whole fees must fall struggle and being in university. So it's just that pressure. Yeah. It's that pressure. Yeah. yeah. Trying yeah. to survive. Trying to su- survive. Because yeah. your character, he, he, oh, he could see it pains him to do oh. certain things, but he's trying to protect himself because he's almost there. It's metric. He just wants to get into medical school. And yeah. it's not so, just about me. And it's not just about you. And you can't mess up. You literally mm-hmm. see him, Pumzi's character, straining, just like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah. 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 It's. It's not great. It's because uh, I was, yeah, I, I'm an old Saints girl and I, I saw it firsthand. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. The, the racial divide, it, it comes in, in, in microaggressions most of the time. 100%. It's microaggressions. Oh, these girl, these group of girls are a little too loud, you know that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Or it was a big thing at my school where they, <laughs> where they said that uh, the black girls shouldn't speak their languages around We've ha- certain yeah, students yeah. because it makes them uncomfortable. But then you find that they can speak Afrikaans to 
anybody and everybody. It's so interesting to me. This, you know, I, I went to go and do, and I, I do a few talks around the place, and, and I get invited to go and speak to to mainly young women um, at, at at Saint schools largely. And one of the conversations we had was around around race in in this type of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing is that our young people are politicized. Yes. in a way now that they weren't necessarily even five, ten years ago. Yeah. And the conversations that they're having and they are making it their um, they're making it their business to be politicized and to be aware. Oh. Um, and that comes when you're dealing with um, uh, uh, a school system that previously that hasn't been the case. Yeah. Um, it's been a case of you should be grateful that you are here <laughs> and mm-hmm. therefore yes. shut, you know, put up and shut up, whereas oh. that isn't happening now. And one of the questions I've been asked and I've been asked to, to sort of get involved in this is to talk about race in schools yes. when you are dealing with that because you're speaking to that exact thing oh. in, in this play. I'm so excited to come and see this play, guys. Oh. I really am. I just think Man. it's going to be so powerful. <laughs> How... How do you guys sort of deal with each other? You are all, I mean, you've got gender issues, you've got race issues, perhaps sexuality, different, uh, and all that. Did you, before you embarked on this play, did you sit down with each other and thrash out any potential prejudices prejudices that you had? Because they exist, let's not kid ourselves. And sometimes they're not... um, intentional but that we are a product of our environments very yes. often mm-hmm. was yes. that something that you needed to do or explore yes, mm. yes. Um, talk about that. as a cast as a team we're a team uh we're very we've had a lot of time to get to know each other and mm. we're very very close so we have those difficult we have those mm. difficult conversations sure. but i made it clear from the very first rehearsal very first, not in rehearsal it was more it was of a like sit a, down like a yeah i sat them around a table and explain to them what we will be dealing with. And mm. I actually placed Rape of the African Nightmare in front of them <laughs> in the center like this. <laughs> I went, bam, and they were like, yay! <laughs> so Does that I, mean everyone's read it now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was so, it was so intense. Wow. It was so intense. But I made, it, I made sure that we knew what we were dealing with. So mm. I played them the recordings mm. so they knew what we were dealing with. How directly, sorry to, to yeah, interrupt you, said, so how, how true to those recordings does the script then appear? I mean, is it word word for word or is it just the, I want to get a, a feel of, of how closely mm. um, you are, I guess, married to those recordings? Yes. As fictionalized true stories okay. that we're dealing with. Yeah. So I had to change things here and there to protect some people you know they're like you can tell my story but you can't say what i said no of course so it's it's fictionalized true stories some of them i some some things are verbatim just simply because i couldn't have worded it better than that person did but i also did a lot of research of uh, looking at websites and uh, school guides from different schools Mm. and kind of amalgamated them into creating new text, but the narrative itself is the same. I just kind of changed the race or the sexuality or, some, or like small things mm, just to make mm. sure that it's it's still true to what they said. Mm. But you're not going to listen to the story and be like, oh, so and so. I know it's imposing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we've, we've had difficult, very difficult conversations. Um, How have you resolved those? To Because you can't be on stage ready to... Mm-hmm. you know it's hurt each other yeah <laughs> if I can yeah. possibly answer I think mm. a big part of this um, <clears throat> excuse me a big part of this process for all of us is that we're all on the same page as to how important these stories are right mm-hmm. and even though we may have 
or th- very rarely have differing opinions as to how wrong some of these places are and what is taking the events that are taking place, how terrible it is. I think that at the end of the day, we all have the exact same goal as to what we are looking to achieve with this piece of theatre. And it makes a, makes a big difference knowing that going into every performance, that everyone is on the same page, same agenda as to what needs to be done and why it needs to be done. Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that makes a, it makes a difference because it also gives you, it, it, it gives you something to work towards. Yeah. And um, in times where you may be questioning something, questioning like how on earth am I here at 11 o'clock rehearsing still, you know that you're working towards something huge. What and, is um, the goal? What do you want people to take away from, from seeing this performance? Um, for me personally, so I went to an all-boys school. Um, and I Are you prepared to tell us where you went? I am. I, I, I don't know. She's shaking her head. No, don't do okay. it. Tell me off. Tell cool. me when we come I will tell you there. afterwards. <laughs> um, and um, for me, this this process, personally, as a performer and as someone who obviously has been very involved in the content creation, it's, it is a process of healing for me in mm. itself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be completely honest and say that I thrived at school. I, I love that space and I really, really enjoyed my time there. Um, Can I be very controversial and ask mm-hmm. you, is that because that space was created for somebody just like you? 100%. Yeah. That, that, that. that space put me on a pedestal and mm. said fly. Yeah. It's, um, for sure. Yeah, and well, that's, fair play to you yeah, for owning no, that though. No, for sure. Because there is a whole uh, generation of mm-hmm. young men mm-hmm. who are not owning that no, on any level. Uh, yeah, it's, and, and that's, those spaces do, like, they, they, they cater for... for individuals like myself and mm. even though I like I say was 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 put on a on a pedestal and I was able to have the successes that I did at that school um, which were nowhere close to certain other individuals but that but besides the point mm, mm. I still was complicit in a whole bunch of things unintentionally at the time sure um, which were actively like actively othering and at them in the time it's, it's a form of oppression for people who I was closest with, mm. and it's a it's a very it's a it's a very complicated thing, because you you realize that the majority of the time only when you leave the space, yeah. and for a lot of people it's a huge shock. A lot of people don't know how to deal with that, um, and it it goes it, many different routes after that because of your this realization that that space was a very it's it's an it's an inherently white space that 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 cult that. Mm, caters for for certain individuals and um so for me it was a process of healing um and but i not think just a white space but a but a space of privilege um a uh, a heterosexual, heterosexual space oh. um sure. uh, a misogynistic patriarchal a miso- yeah all, all of, of it. all of all of that <laughs> yeah. have friends of yours come to see the play and what did friends what friends have come to see the play um i've had a i've had a lot of i've had it's interesting because um i have Obviously, I have I've got white friends, I've got black friends, and they all have their own personal responses to what is mm. taking place on stage. Um, and majority of them were 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 just like thankful that this was actually taking place mm. because it's also that thing of individuals see a piece of theatre and they're like, "Cool, yeah, this is this is this is so great, this is fantastic, this is what's taking place." I'm now on board with this and everything, even though it's the first time they may have been actually grappling with those concepts. Yeah. But as soon as you see it, then you think you click and you, it's, not a, it's not a full process yet. 
but it's definitely the start and people will obviously will agree with you in that moment as well considering they've just watched you perform they're mm, not mm. they're not going to straight up say no I don't really necessarily agree with this because you're friends with them sure. um but so varying responses majority of the people are basically just like I can't believe how accurate that is mm. um people from all sorts of different oh. schools mm. or boys schools in Cape Town or boys schools in Natal Midlands or mm. boys school in Johannesburg and all of them basically say that's exactly how it was for 5 years of my life. Sure. Um and I think that's uh that's that's been the main response. Um uh we've had due to those voice recordings um and Tisetso approaching other boys after the performance. Um a couple individuals have also been very keen to to give their stories mm. as to what they experienced wow. at um at those spaces. So what and does that mean for the play? Does it mean that we see a, a sort of a part 2 or does it mean that we <laughs> do an inclusion or what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. A lot of the time they're like okay so is it going to be another one or are you going to make a girls version like what's next? Ah, a girls version. And a girls version would be a very different beast though. This is this same the, 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 the immediately when when I heard about this play my first thought was and I don't know if you guys are to uh, in a very non-patronizing way but too young to remember what one of the set pieces of work when I was doing the trick was uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. And that was the sort of quintessential story of 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 boys mm-hmm. and this to me seems it wouldn't be unfair to call this a modern day lord of the flies because it's that same that same that toxic masculinity that yeah. interaction between boys that boys on the verge of manhood mm. I and mean, it's that was an incredibly powerful piece of work yes, i want yes. to say ian golding but i'm probably wrong um <laughs> but um uh, it was it was hugely powerful and i think this has this the power to do what that did which yeah. was to make us all sit up and go Hey, when when left to their own devices, this is what boys mm-hmm. will do. Whereas this isn't so much when left to their own devices, but when when in that mm-hmm. conglomerate as it were <laughs> um of of malehood and adolescence, this is what this is what happens. Yeah. It's powerful yeah. stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Listen, people are going to want to know if you have, if you are just joining us, you're thinking this sounds incredible. What are we talking about? We are talking about Sainthood, which is a play that is uh, coming to uh, Golden Arrow Studio at the Baxter. Just give us those details again, so that people know where they can get tickets, when they can come, uh, and how they can also get in touch if there's any social media stuff. So Sainthood is on at the Baxter Golden Arrow from the sixth to the twenty third of February at half past seven with three pm matinees on Saturdays at eleven am. We have some schools coming in on Thursdays. You can buy tickets at Web Tickets at Pick and Pay stores. You can go to the Baxter. Uh, tickets are at fifty rand for students and pensioners and scholars, and seventy rand for block bookings of ten people or more, and a hundred rand for everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to the awards. I'm sure there Thank will be more uh, to uh, to follow. Uh and uh yeah, c- to all of you. Powerful stuff. Thank powerful stuff. So so thanks so much. Anything that you need to add there? Yes. Um we have a social media presence. Oh, yes. yes. We do. Before I forget. What is that social media presence? <laughs> all, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> we have um an Instagram page. Yes. At Saints the Play. We have a Facebook page. Sainted the play and uh, you can email us at saintstheplay@gmail.com if you mm. want to 
talk privately if there's something that you want to bring up and that's that's pretty much where you can find us okay mm-hmm. fabulous fantastic thank you yes. so much for coming in thank I'm so excited to come and see her. as I say I think this is a, a hugely powerful piece of work and congratulations yeah. to you, you. So for, you for putting thank this together you. I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Fair play to laughs> you, <but. laughs> thank you so much <laughs>